Welcome to Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. No bias, no conjecture, just facts. So, let's go. For the week of June 2nd, hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. Go Raps, go. Yes, finally the Raps, uh, you know, it's the eve of game two, um, and I really think we have a a shot this year, but I don't want to get my emotions involved because I've been cheering for this team for more than 20 years, (laughs) and... um, Man, I love the Raps. I love them. I think that they're a great, solid team. And if you are not following the Raptors, check them out when you can. They are one of the most exciting teams to watch. They're very fast. They're very good defensively. Uh, well-rounded team. So that's my uh, public service announcement. Check out the Toronto Raptors whenever you can. And watch the NBA Finals. It's actually a great series after Game 1. I think this is going to be a great series as well. Today's topic will be part two in my series on abortion. Um, Part one really focused on the legal definition of personhood. And today we're going to focus on the psychological effects abortion has on women. Now, you might be asking yourself if you are tuning in for the first time, why am I doing a series on abortion? And it came to me to do a series on abortion out of my own kind of interest, certainly. Um, But also it was because of celebrity culture currently and their dumbing down of perhaps one of the greatest debates of our time. Um, It's a debate that'll literally never end. And what I saw, um, whether it was Alyssa Milano tweeting about um, Alabama's ban on abortion, Um, or others, was that so many people were uh, whittling down such an incredibly important debate to gender. You know, the fact that you're a man, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be making decisions on behalf of women and their bodies, or um, the fact that you're a woman means that you should be pro-choice. And, you know, I'm generally curious about the abortion debate. As I said before in part one, I began this being very much pro-choice 100% of the time, and the more I've researched, I really don't know where I stand. And it's out of this curiosity. It's out of this wanting to know more about this topic, wanting to know more about both sides, because I do believe both sides uh, has um, a very important point, and I don't believe either side is pro-life or pro-choice 100% of the time. I think that all of us, um, like, it, it, th- these are such uh, incredibly individual situations that the government has to make rules and regulations around. And um, I, I want to do what I can to make sure that this debate is as fulsome as possible. I want to make sure that I can put out content out there that is as engaging as possible, that if you are like me and you're curious about the abortion debate and some of the aspects of it, you know, you can't do it justice in an article. You can't do it justice in a podcast or in a YouTube video. It's going to take multiple aspects and lenses to really unpack why 
it is so incredibly divisive today, divisive, I guess. And I think that stems from maybe not a fully articulate understanding of the other side. I don't know. But what I want to do today is, is part two, I want to talk about the psychological effects abortion has on women. Now, you might be asking, why exactly would I want to do <clears throat> excuse me, um, a, an episode on the psychological effects abortion has on women? Uh, well, there's two reasons. The first reason was that I entered doing this, I entered this topic thinking that um, the physical action of abortion it, uh, causes such psychological trauma to a woman um, that simply cannot be fully articulated. That was my own perspective coming into this article, uh, coming into this topic, sorry. And what I found was throughout my research, it's not necessarily the action of abortion that triggers uh, these negative uh, aspects, uh, these negative thoughts, the you know, um, uh, depression and tra- trauma. It's not the action of aborting a child, um, sorry, aborting a fetus, an embryo, a child, however you view that. There's so many other uh, factors to consider. So that's one reason. And the second reason I did that did an article on this was because I was reading the Roe v. Wade uh, Supreme Court decision, of course, because I have all this free time. I don't have a lot of free time. But uh, one thing that I found inside of it, um, which was really interesting, was that the court understood the mental health of the woman going through an unwanted pregnancy. And the courts focused on the concern for bringing a child into a family already unable psychologically and otherwise to care for it. And that the stigma of uh, motherhood outside of wedlock might lead to negative effects of the woman. So here the argument was clear that the un- that a woman going through an unwanted pregnancy can cause harm, uh, psychological harm to the woman. And that this psychological harm may be imminent for some pregnant woman could be avoided by having an abortion. So prohibiting abortion could therefore be detrimental to women's mental health. So really what the courts here are arguing is that you're going to bring this child into a world where the family's not prepared to take care of it, the woman is not prepared to take care of it, and because this child will be brought into the world, it will do psychological harm to that woman. And in order for her to avoid that psychological harm, abortion must always be an option for the woman. So it's interesting here, again, uh, coming from my own bias of the actual action of abortion causing uh, psychological trauma and having psychological effects on the woman, but also the court saying that you're going to bring this child into the world from an unwanted pregnancy and this is going to cause psychological harm on the woman, and therefore abortion should uh, always be an option. So what I found in my research was that both are kind of wrong. <laughs> I, I laugh about this, and the only reason I laugh is because um, it's my way of trying to breathe some uh, brevity, I guess, or le- levity to this very important debate. 
Um, and I understand if there's anyone out there that's listening to this, that has been through this. I totally get if you feel offended and I don't do not mean to offend in any way, but what I'm trying to do here is, uh, show that, um, the courts and myself and others just kind of get it wrong when it comes to the psycho- psychological effects of abortion. Um, so, so the Surgeon General under President Reagan in the 80s, Surgeon General C. Everett Koop stated that the data does not support the premise that abortion does or does not cause or contribute to psychological problems. Now, that might seem like a loaded statement, but what I found was that that actually might be true. You see, there's a whole host of other things that happen uh, in a woman's life, uh, you know, that contributes to the psychological effects um, of abortion. And so the first that I found in the research was that 42% in the United... So in 2011, 42% of all unintended, unintended pregnancies ended in abortion. 42%. Now, on average, there are... Again, the numbers are kind of... It's, it's hard to determine. Um, you know, there are some numbers that say there's about 300,000 abortions per year in the United States. Some say as high as 500,000. The numbers are, are, are high, uh, are debatable because not all abortions are reported. Um, but what we know is that if they are in the hundreds of thousands, nearly half of those come from unintended pregnancies. Uh, so that's a sizable number of, of of abortions that happen in the United States coming from unintended pregnancies. Now, an unintended pregnancy causes very significant stress, particularly on the woman, uh, because many times it's, uh, it leads to, uh, you know, situations where a woman was not, first of all, planning that. And that second of all, there were so many things happening in that person's life that this unintended pregnancy kind of, you know, it, it, it puts a lot of things on hold, it delays things, it may even put things off, and the woman may or may not come back to it. So if a, if a woman's going through school, if they're going through their career, whatever is going on in the woman's life, this unintended pregnancy puts kind of everything on hold and instead forces the woman to specifically dedicate a lot of herself, all of herself, to making sure this baby is healthy and success, successful if she decides to go through with the pregnancy. So many times women just aren't sure if they want to go through that. Um, but unintended pregnancies also are directly linked to stress regarding romantic relationships with the partner. The moment the partner is informed, uh, many times that ends a very intimate relationship with that partner. It ends uh, a romantic relationship. It may end the relationship altogether, and that person may not want to even speak or see the woman. And so the woman goes through these negative bouts and negative thoughts. And many researchers show that this is actually linked to post, this is actually comparable to postpartum depression. So when it comes to unintended pregnancies, them being nearly half of all abortion in the United States, what we see here is that the loss of the romantic relationship The fact that an unintended pregnancy uh, provides an interruption to educational, career, and other life aspirations, it it many times leads a woman into very depressive symptoms during and after pregnancy if the woman decides to go through with the pregnancy. Um, But also associated with an unintended pregnancy is the loss of a romantic relationship with the partner. And that causes a, a 
unexplainable, un- inexplicable amounts of stress on a woman going through all types of emotions as it is thinking about uh, what to do in this scenario. So unintended pregnancies and the loss of that romantic relationship are heavy contributors to uh, serious thoughts of uh, serious bouts of negative thoughts and postpartum depression. The second um, factor that is included when it comes to women making the decision to go through with an abortion or even thinking about it is act- is social approval. Now, what's interesting here is that I found this really interesting quote, and it really struck a chord with me. Um, in it, it, the author said, while pregnancy is a biological process, it is very much firmly rooted in a social reality. So the moment a woman is pregnant or, th- or thinking of going through with that, there is a whole new social world that opens up to that woman. You know, people treat her differently. They might interact with a woman differently once they see uh, that she's pregnant. People at work will ask her questions. In school will ask questions. You know, family members will ask questions. Um, and especially going back to that earlier point of an unwanted pregnancy and the loss of that romantic relationship, social approval becomes even more critical. You know, can you imagine if you became pregnant by a man that, you know, you you believed what you were, um, you had this strong relationship with, um, but then that, and that man knows the family, he knows your friends, um, and then suddenly you're pregnant and both of you didn't want it, and that man is gone out of the picture. Maybe he says, oh, I don't want anything to do with this, see you later, or maybe he just doesn't want, maybe this is something he just causes him stress thinking about it, and in turn, he places that stress on you. And now suddenly your family relationships with him and your friendships with him, you know, everything's just caught in the loop. And that social approval becomes even more hard. But one thing uh, Kim Kimport found in her research was that when women confided in close friends and family members about thinking about going down the path of abortion, they were actually met with these very archaic views of what the woman was supposed to do. So many some many people might say, oh, you know, like, how come you didn't use birth control? You know, how come you didn't use, how come you didn't use protection? You know, how come you're so sexually promiscuous? Or maybe it's met with these feelings of disgust, like how dare you have sex with um, this guy and he's no good for you and you knew he wouldn't be a good father and all of these things, you know, it's met with these very um, strong views of you're bad, and, and you did something very, very bad. And um, what a lot of women felt in this study was that the discussing their decision to abort or not, they felt ashamed, they felt alone, they felt that they were this murderer and they were committing murder. These were the feelings that many uh, women felt. And it's very important here to note that it's not, that women felt regret about going through or even thinking about an abortion. It's actually about sharing her experiences with others in the fear of being negatively judged. You know, the secrecy made them feel like, I don't want to talk about this with anyone. I just want to get this abortion done. It's a quick and easy procedure or whatever. I just want to get this this done. I don't want to talk about it with anybody. And I feel really worried 
about talking to this, even with my closest friends, my mom, my sister, my best, best, best friends that have seen me through everything because this social disapproval is so, so challenging and it can lead to bouts of serious postpartum depression. One thing that I found throughout, and this kind of links in with my last point, is that the physical action of abortion is not so much a big concern for women going through with the procedure. Um, And I haven't done research on the techniques and all that um, with the physical action of abortion. Um, I can only imagine that it is more, um, quote-unquote, straightforward, perhaps um, more pain less the earlier it is in uh, a pregnancy. I can only assume that. I don't know. Um, So it's not necessarily the action of abortion that causes the distress. It's the, all the, it's the whole social world outside of that. It's the relationship with the father um, of the child. It, you know, may or may not know who the father is. That's another, that's another significant stress. It's putting life on hold, uh, you know, because um, nearly half of all abortions in the United States are through unwanted pregnancies. Um, And you know, it's putting life on hold. It's putting your educational and career aspirations on hold. It's putting so many things and aspects of your life on hold. And it's not the procedure of seeking abortion. It's the social world. It's a social approval. And so why should governments care? You know, why should, what does this mean for public policy? And, and why, why does this matter? Well, it matters for many reasons. Now, I'm very much a novice when it comes to the topic of abortion, as you can imagine. Um, But uh, as I'm doing this research, I'm realizing that, and I'm certainly sure there are support systems for women who are going through these uh, bouts of depression, um, whether in Canada, the United States. But what it does for me, you know, as a public policy geek and as someone who thinks about government and what can government do, it's... Again, going back to that theory I had many episodes ago about government getting out of the way uh, more. And, of course, the woman, uh, you know, thinking about what they're going through. What is government to do? Um, Of course, there should be supports for women who are going through uh, emotional and postpartum depression associated uh, associated with abortion. Um. But when we're building public policy um, and thinking about the pro-choice and pro-life debates and all of these things, we can't forget the psychological effects abortion has and going through with it uh, on the woman. So whether you're pro-life or whether you're pro-choice, psychological effects of women and making sure there are networks and support systems and um, uh, education around um, you know, not stigmatizing a woman if she chooses to go through with an abortion or if she's thinking of, uh, of having the child even though she doesn't know who the father is or um, the father is a really bad guy, you know, always making sure that that support system is there. Now, I don't know what governments can do in this scenario. I wish I had the answers. I don't. <laughs> but what I do know, and maybe what's part of the answer here, is government getting out of the way a little bit from this, you know? And, um, you know, of course, making sure there are supports, but not um, 
limiting, you know, going back to the Supreme Court's decision, not limiting the woman's choices, but even if the woman had the choice of abortion, right? Even if she had the choice to abort, the real cause is, again, not the physical action of abortion. It's the unintended pregnancy. It's the stress of losing a, 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 the father uh, the, of the romantic relationship. It's the social disapproval. And those are things governments really can't address. Um, you know, I said it in a previous article that governments really do like to be thought of as, um, well, at least in Canada, uh, as this kind of fixer of all of society's ills. But unintended pregnancies, the loss of a romantic relationship, the social disapproval, government can't fix that. So perhaps we as a society, we on the outside of government, have to make sure that no matter where we stand on this very important debate, we fundamentally understand the social and, and uh, I guess, the psychological world, the real social pressures that women who are even thinking about an abortion are engaging in and with, and that even if we're pro-life, even if we're pro-choice, we understand that no matter what, this is not an easy decision for the woman at all. And we have to put aside our own personal beliefs when we have family and friends that have decided to confide in us about these decisions and support them. You know, always, always, always thinking that, you know, we don't really understand what the woman's going through. I don't think anyone does. And I don't think we should expect governments to either. We should always be kind of trying our best to understand that postpartum depression, post-traumatic depression, um, these symptoms are very serious. And so making sure there are supports in place, but also we as society are supporting each other. You know, again, like I said before, no one would ever... Well, I shouldn't say no one, many people probably would not recommend an abortion for a woman to go through. Um, so it's not an easy decision. As much as we'd like to believe it to be an easy decision, it's not many times. And I guess what the point of this podcast uh, topic today is, is making sure that we're always supporting uh, women in our lives that are going through this and have chosen to confide in us because as the research, research has shown, if a woman has decided to confide in you about this, it, she runs the risk of being very, very, very much socially, socially isolated. And I think that's perhaps the last thing that we all want for the women in our lives. Anyhow, this got really uh, sentimental, I guess. Like, um, I guess you can't not be sentimental when it comes to a topic such as this. But uh, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, what I'm trying to do with these episodes on abortion is really paint the picture of the abortion debate and all the nuances, excuse me, or as many nuances as I can um, to show you that this is not nearly as black and white as the media or celebrities or anyone else would want you to believe. Abortion is a great, one of the greatest debates of our time. And it's so critical that we try to unpack it and unravel it and understand it. And perhaps you will become like me and you don't know where you stand on the issue. And I still don't know where I stand on the issue. 
Um, but I hope that this episode has helped you understand as it has helped me understand just a little bit more about what women go through when thinking about even going through with an abortion. Anyhow, that's it. I'll link my Medium article below. I will be uploading YouTube videos on the abortion debate. Please check them out when you can. As always, reach out to me, Twitter, Strong and Free Pod, Instagram, Strong and Free, S-T-R-N-G-N-F-R-E-E, and email Strong and Free, Strong and A-N-D, Free, F-R-E-E, 2018-2018 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening. Thank you for all your support, uh, and I'll definitely catch you in the next one. But remember, as always, stay balanced, stay informed. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Strong and Free, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the information that you need on the topics of the day. And remember, stay balanced, stay informed. 